year? I hope the answer is yes. Well, at this time, we want to go ahead and pass out our Vision Night uh, packets. And so uh, whoever's helping with that, if we can go ahead and get those uh, passed out. We also have, uh, don't forget the overflow as well. Uh, make sure everybody gets one of these. And uh, we'll give it a moment to get these passed out. As you're waiting for that to get to you, if you would turn in your Bible to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Actually, you know what? Let's do Colossians. Colossians chapter number 1. Colossians chapter number 1. We did look at 2 Timothy 3 this morning, and we'll look at it again next Sunday morning. So today let's uh, look at Colossians 1 and verse 23. The one verse I didn't get to... uh, bring up in my message today that has the word continue in it. There's a lot of word, there's a lot of verses that have the word continue in it. And uh, I, I enjoyed looking at all of those as I was preparing for this theme. But Colossians chapter 1 and verse number uh, 23, uh, the Bible says this, if ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. But I do love that first part of the verse. If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard. And uh, so the encouragement for us is to be grounded and settled in the gospel, and to not be moved away, and to continue in the faith. And so that's what we're uh, looking at this uh, this year. So as you go ahead and open, go ahead and open your packets if you haven't already done that. Um, there's a lot of uh, neat things in there, of course. Um, we typically give out uh, a little bit of a, we give a pen out, I think, and um, some, some things like that. But I want to draw your attention to this booklet. There's a Vision Night booklet in there. And that's what we're going to be going through this evening for the next few minutes, several minutes. It usually takes us a a little while to get through this, but this gives us a good plan for the year. As we think about what we're going to be doing this year as a church family, there, I've broken it down into different priorities. Um, some things that I believe God wants us as a church to really focus in on and some ways in which we can fulfill those things. I mean, it's great to have a, a goal, but we have some steps to reach those goals and to accomplish this. And so we have some different priorities here. So as if when you open up to the to page number two here, there page number one has a little note uh, from me, but um, on page number two gives us the very first priority uh, that I believe God wants us as a church to focus on in 2022, and that priority is to continue in spiritual growth, um, growing in our relationship with the Lord individually, and then yes, as a church, but individually that we would 
uh, focus on growing spiritually this year. Second um, Peter chapter number three and verse number eighteen. Uh, Peter, the last verse that he wrote uh, was in Second Peter three eighteen, and he says, "But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen." So whether you've been saved for a very short time, uh, there's there's some little ones in our church that recently got saved, and I praise the Lord for that. Uh, but there's there's some in our church who've been saved for many decades. Regardless of how long you've been saved, we, we need to have a spirit of desiring to continue to grow in the Lord. Uh, we should never get to the point uh, where we're like, oh yeah, I've totally arrived. Um, in uh, in Philippians chapter number uh, 4, let me uh, turn over there. Philippians chapter number, okay, chapter 3, I'm sorry. In verse number 12, Paul said this, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which I also am apprehended of Christ Jesus. And he said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. In other words, he said, I have not arrived. I am not done growing. And so wherever you are in your Christian journey and your Christian growth, it's time to continue growing, all right? And that's the main focus that we want to have this year. And, and, if, and, and I say this, I think, every year, but if we, we only get this one done and, and the others don't happen or don't happen as well, that's okay. This is the most important focus. Our, um, our church has uh, a purpose that I go over with each new member that is coming to join our church. I did this with uh, Miss Shirley. I think she's in here somewhere. There she is. Um, on Thursday, we went through it and looked at our purpose uh, statement for our church, and that is to exalt the Savior, edify the saints, and evangelize the sinner in that order. And so this, this particular focus here, this particular priority, helps us to do that in that order, keeping the Lord first. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, the, the first uh, believers in, um, of the first church, the early believers in that first church, they focused on spiritual growth. Uh, in uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 41, And they that gladly received his word were baptized. The same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And uh, they focused on growing together spiritually. And so that's what we want to do this year, to grow together spiritually, uh, because that is the most important thing. Um, and so how are we going to accomplish that? Well, we've got several things here. We have our daily Bible reading schedules, and uh, everybody should have one in your packet. And I realize that uh, you're like, paper, what is that? Uh, why do we need paper? Um, I know we're killing the trees and the environment, but uh, if this would help you to stay on track and uh, to read through your Bible and, and mark off each day, then this is a tool that we wanted to put in your hands to give you something. Uh, certainly, I understand there's apps out there that can do this as well, or uh, different one-year Bibles that do this, uh, that, that you can purchase, uh, but whatever... Whatever system you use, I want to encourage you to use a system to systematically read through the Bible. 
Okay, now not everybody has to read through the Bible every year. Um, my wife, I think, is doing something a little different this year. She said, I want to kind of just go a little slower and take some time and, and really add to her uh, journal about who the Lord is and, and kind of do that. Well, that's fine. Uh, but I want to encourage everybody to have a daily time in God's Word and to have a systematic way of doing that. And so we want to give this to you as a tool that you can use to accomplish that. Also, we have, uh, not in your booklets or packets, but we have on the back table uh, every month these uh, Call to Glories. And what these are are little uh, devotionals that you can go through each day. Um, so they have one here for Saturday, January 1st, and, and a certain pa- a pastor in the United States has written this uh, to just encourage you. And then there's um, you know a verse that they pick out and then also a place to read. But uh, this is a, a supplemental thing. In addition to your daily Bible reading, this could be a great blessing to you as well. And we have those available each month. Uh, they usually dwindle down. And I would encourage you to use something like this um, as well. And then we have here uh, church Bible memorization. And we've been doing this uh, really since I got here. We've been memorizing a, a verse a month as a church family. And uh, the Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 11, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. And so David understood, the, the writer of Psalms understood the importance of hiding God's word in our hearts. And so we have these church Bible memorization, and you've been here uh, for a while, this is nothing new. Uh, well, then we also have um, our prayer request on our Echo Prayer app, and uh, we have uh, a little paper here that gives you instructions on uh, how to get that set up on your smartphone so that you can be aware of the different prayer requests going on. Uh, we do try to keep this updated, and uh, my wife and I and a couple others get uh, who are admins get uh, a notification on every every night about 7.15, I'll get one in about an hour, about how many people looked at this app every day. I'm not going to tell you how large or small that number is. Let's just say I put this in here for a reason, to remind us to do this, okay? Um, this is, uh, if you're kind of waiting around for something, you, you know, waiting for your, your, you're at a dentist appointment, you're waiting... Instead of just checking and mindlessly scrolling through Facebook, maybe open this app and take a moment to pray for some of the requests, some of our missionaries. Um, they're all listed there. So um, we do have that available. And then uh, we do have some sermon series that I'm planning to go through this year um, to help us focus on spiritual growth. Um, Sunday mornings, we're going to continue our continue uh, I'm going to be doing that a lot. I'm going to say that a lot. Continue, continue. But uh, the sermon I started this morning, we're going to finish that up next week and, and maybe have one more message. Um, but we're going to, we're going to finish this and, and do this continue series, uh, just a mini series. And then we're going to get back to uh, the book of Mark, our, the serving Savior. Uh, it's been a little while. We, we kind of took a break right at the beginning of uh, December, and we're going to pick this back up. Uh, probably in February um, or even at the end of this month. But uh, just can uh, getting back to looking at the life of Christ as the as the the, the author Mark put it, and so we'll we'll pick that back up uh, soon. And then on Sunday nights, 
I'm looking forward to this. Uh, we're going to start a new series through the book of Colossians called Risen with Christ. And we're going to be going verse by verse uh, through the book of Colossians. It's a shorter book, so it'll take a little less time. But we're going to take our time with it and get uh, some great doctrinal truth. And then there's practical truth at the end of the book. So, uh, or that the last, or the first half is all doctrinal. The, the second half then gets real practical. And so we'll look at that together and uh, walk through that. That's going to start, uh, Lord willing, on February 6th. So uh, we'll pick that up on February 6th. And then on Wednesday nights, uh, we're going to finish our series through the life of Elijah, Fire from Heaven. But then as soon as we're done with that, we're going to start a series called Continue in Doctrine. And this is going to start, I think, on February 16th. Um, now, Continue in Doctrine is taken from Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, where it says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And uh, we mentioned this morning that we need to continue in the Word. Well, uh, we're going to take some time on Wednesday nights to look at some of the major Bible doctrines, uh, theology, Christology, pneumatology, angelology. Uh, we're going to be looking at all of those, and, and uh, it's not going to be super in-depth. It'll be just kind of to whet your appetite, for perhaps for you to dive a little bit deeper. Um, but we're going to uh, look at those on Wednesday nights to get grounded. Uh, we started with Colossians uh, 1.23 tonight, and, and Paul said that you would be, you know, settled, and you would, you would not be moved. Well, if we don't really know what we believe, then we may have, you know, a coworker or something like that that says, hey, what about this? And you're like, yeah, what about that? And, and pretty soon you're kind of like, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know if I agree with everything over at Cornerstone Baptist Church anymore. Uh, it's because you weren't grounded, and so we want to take some time to really uh, get everybody grounded in, in Bible truth. Amen. So we'll be doing that on Wednesday nights. And then we're going to continue on with our children's memory verses on Sunday nights. I think that's a very healthy thing for our children to do. I, I know that they may do it for getting you know, some candy, but um, here's, here's a verse that I didn't really go too much into this morning, but 2 Timothy 3.15 says, And that from a child... Thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. So there was, in Timothy's life, his mom, grandma, for sure, but perhaps others who put into and inserted the Word of God into Timothy's heart. And so it's, it's really important for us to get the Word of God into these young hearts so that as they grow older, they'll, they'll always remember them. And they may not have them all memorized and can quote them verbatim, but, but the truth is there in their heart, and, and uh, God, God promises that His Word would not return void. So we're going to continue on with that. And then uh, we're also going to host prayer services on Wednesday nights periodically. Um, our next one is on February 9th, so where we dedicate the entire service not to preaching, but to prayer. Uh, not that preaching is not important, but, uh, but prayer is also very important, and we're gonna we take that whole whole service and divide it into prayer sessions, and uh, that's always an encouraging time and a, and a needful time for us as a church family to really dedicate some time corporate prayer. Um, so we'll be doing that periodic periodically, and that's the first one that we have, and we'll do a couple more throughout the year or two or three more as the Lord leads. 
Uh, we're going to continue Ladies Bible Study on first and third Thursday mornings, and uh, that's an opportunity for uh, ladies to get more teaching and, and more of the Word of God, and uh, I'm thankful for my wife being willing to do that. Um, my, th- there's a lot of pastor's wives who are like, yeah, I don't do that type of thing. That's not my deal. That's not my jam. But I'm thankful that this church has a, a pastor's wife who's willing to invest in the ladies of our church, and that's, that's, a, that's a real gift. And, and, of course, you know, she's my wife, so I kind of have to say that. But, but, it, but it's true, okay? It's, it's really true that not every church has that. Um, and so I'm thankful that our church does and she really does care for the ladies in our church. She's constantly, um, you know, thinking about y'all, okay, and uh, and praying for you, and, and, and I appreciate her heart in that. But that's going to um, pick back up here, and we'll work through that. I think we'll take a break for the summer. Is that kind of what we usually do? And then we'll uh, pick it back up in the fall. But um, And then... Uh, second, the last thing here is restart, continue discipleship program on Wednesdays in the first quarter and probably in February. Um, we're going to start this back up again. Uh, we had one couple get through it all the way, uh, and that was Bryce and Rosanna Luno. So you're our first. Okay, I, I get actually, I think in the past uh, our church used this book and, and several went through it. But since I've been here, they're the first graduates. You're the first graduating class of uh, the continued discipleship, so congratulations. Um, But guess what? Guess who's going to be the next disciplers? So you get graduated. That's your graduation gift is you now have to uh, know. We'll we'll talk about all that, but (laughs) I'm kind of teasing. I'm putting you on the spot. I'm teasing you, but um, we'll we'll get that started and... and, uh, I'm looking forward to teaching people. One-on-one is, is so important to build those relationships, but also uh, to have that time where they can ask questions and really get uh, clarification on, on these doctrines and stuff. All right, and then uh, the last one here is we're going to be holding a fall revival meeting in October. First one we've ever had here since I've been here. Um, and uh, I've asked uh, Brother Joe Decker, um, our the... He came back in our Missions Emphasis Sunday, and I asked him if he would come and do our fall revival, and he was very glad to do so. Um, So that'll be um, October 16th through 19th. Um, It's going to be a Sunday, all day Sunday, and then Monday night, Tuesday night, and Wednesday night. Busy week, but uh, we're going to be hearing some preaching and and gathering together and assembling together for... um, this idea of having personal revival in each of our hearts. So very, very helpful time. I'm looking forward to that. So those are some things that I think the Lord will help us to really continue in spiritual growth this year if we uh, follow these these things and have these things in our church. All right, our second priority is continuing in fellowship. And uh, my Bible is still open here to Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 where it says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And I mentioned that verse um, this morning, that we want to continue in fellowship and in unity together as a church family. Um, so here's some things that uh, we have, some, and uh, you have a, a calendar 
um, there that you can put on your fridge that kind of helps you. And then also there's a, uh, a paper here that gives you instructions on how to uh, get to subscribe to, your to our calendar on your smartphone so you can see and on your computer as well. Um, so if you would like that, um, and uh, if you can't uh, figure this out, you can talk to me maybe or Brother Blake. Hopefully he can figure it out too. Uh, but we can get this uh, set up for you if you really want this on your uh, digital platforms. But if nothing else, we've got this. And of course we have our normal weekly bulletins. And sometimes these things are subject to change as uh, COVID showed us. Um, basically, COVID was like uh, when we had that calendar in 2020. Uh, but Lord willing, this is our plan. And uh, there's several events on here that will help us to uh, fellowship with one another. They're not designed just to fill our calendar and be just, ah, man, I got something to do. It's an opportunity for us to gather with other believers and fellowship and build relationships with one another. So very, very helpful. Here's some things that we're going to be doing this year to help with this fellowship, all right? First one is we're going to be hosting uh, the Oklahoma Baptist Fellowship Preachers Meeting in April. And uh, this is a meeting that many, that maybe about once a month, uh, then they take a break for the summer. But uh, for the most part, it's about seven to eight times a year that a church in our state hosts a preacher's meeting for other pastors to come and their wives and maybe even some of the, the staff and, and others from their church to come and, and uh, hear some preaching. Because guess what? Us preachers, we need to hear preaching. We need the encouragement as well. And so these meetings are designed to encourage us and help us. And so I um, said, you know what? Our church would like to host one of these as well in the future. And so we landed on this coming April, and uh, we're, we're lining up preachers for that. I've got a couple already lined up, and we need to get a couple more. But um, So if any of you are interested, let me know. Uh, Mark? What do you think about preaching at the preacher's meeting? He's like, uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll wait a couple years before we do that. But um, anyway, um, so here's, he, it, this, is a, this is a very special opportunity that God has given our church. Um, and uh, I think that we're going to have a decent crowd. I was talking to the uh, pastor who's kind of heading this up and, and organizing it. And he said, April's always a great month. So that's, you picked a good month to host it. And I was like, okay. Um, so we're basically, here's the deal. On Monday, April 4th, it's the 4th through the 5th. On Monday night at 7 o'clock, we'll have a service here. Um, and everybody in our church is invited to come. Okay, it's not just for preachers. Everybody's invited to come, so I really want you to come and enjoy this and, uh, and, and to be a blessing to the pastors and, and their wives and, and to uh, those who will be visiting with us from all over the state. And uh, then afterwards, we're going to have a dessert fellowship, um, and we're going to ask you to bring some desserts that night. Uh, so chocolate lasagna is a must, okay? Um, the uh, the James brings they they make this chocolate lasagna that's mm, num num for the tum tum, so anyway that's the the phrase of the day. 
But uh, we'll have the dessert fellowship over in the fellowship hall after the evening service and uh, opportunity for you to kind of just, you know how like when there's a bunch of veterans around, you know, everybody's like, hey, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Maybe we could do something like that. Hey, thank you for your ministry. Thanks for staying faithful. And the theme for this Oklahoma Baptist Fellowship Preachers Meeting is, guess what? Continue. Because us pastors need to be reminded not to quit. Because the devil whispers in our ears, too, and says, hey, why don't you just stop it? Nobody really cares what you're saying. Church would be better off if you weren't there. I'm telling you, the whis- the, I've heard those whispers. And, um, I, and I, if I've heard them, I'm sure other pastors have as well. And so we want to be an encouragement to them to keep going, to stay faithful in, in, the, in the battle. And uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll have that service at 7 o'clock. Everybody's invited to come. And then afterwards, we have the fellowship over, uh, the dessert fellowship. Everybody's welcome to stay for that. We're going to need some help providing uh, desserts for that. And then, and then on Tuesday morning, we'll be having services starting at 9 o'clock, going through noon. And from eight, but from 8 to 9 over in the fellowship hall, we're going to provide a breakfast for anybody who would like to come a little early. And uh, we're going to do like an omelet station where people can order omelets. And uh, we're going to just enjoy the time of serving these men and women of God all over our state. And then we'll have these three services. And then after that, we'll have a meal over in the uh, fellowship hall, uh, a nice uh, lunch for these men before they head back home. And so an opportunity for us to serve uh, some men of God, women of God, all over our state. And so I want our church to really jump in and be involved in this. I don't know how many are going to show up. It could be 10 pastors that show up. But let's just love on them and encourage them to continue. It could be more than that. I don't know what to expect exactly. There'll at least be four because <laughs> I need four preachers. And so, uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll enjoy the time together. And that, that's coming up in April. Okay, also in April, we're going to be having our 75th anniversary Sunday in April, and that's on April 24th, and uh, that's going to be a special day as we look back and thank God for 75 years of ministry that God's given us. Amazing. Three quarters of a century. Wow, that's mind-boggling. Well, what we're going to do is just kind of have a normal morning schedule, and then in the evening, though, we're going to have a special banquet over in the fellowship hall, and we'll have the service over there as well, uh, I believe. And so that's the plan, and uh, we're going to hear some testimonies and uh, have some people who've been here in the past, and I don't want to spoil all the surprises, but uh, it's going to be a special day as we uh, thank God for 75 years and really not just live in the past, but also kind of look to the future as well. So that'll be a special day of fellowship and uh, enjoyment as a church family. And then uh, we're going to be hosting uh, some men's fellowships or activities, including a prayer breakfast in March, and that's on your calendar. We'll be going to men's advance uh, in Stillwater at the end of April. So just so you know, April is going to be a very busy month here at our church. And uh, as we were planning the calendar, it was like, wow, it all is hitting at once. Because we have the preacher's meeting, Easter Sunday's in April, 
we have our 75th anniversary in April, and then we have the men's advance in April. It's a very busy month. That's not my favorite to do it like that, but it is what it is. We're not moving. We can't move anything right now. Um, so just in your minds, as you plan your lives and your schedules to understand that April is going to be a busy month. Okay. Uh, March isn't so busy. May isn't so busy, but April is. Um, all right. And then we're also, we started this bullets and barbecue activity last, this last year, and it's a hit. Um, so we're going to, we're going to do that again in, in August. If that's okay, Brother, Brother Stino, I didn't really ask him, but we're, we're doing it whether you say it's okay or not, because <laughs> we really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, and uh, I appreciate him heading that up last year, and, um, but uh, we'll, we'll do that again this year in August, and it's on the calendar there. And then the ladies' fellowships, we'll have a few of those as well. Uh, we'll have an activity in March, uh, ladies' brunch in May, and then the ladies' retreat in August. Um, and uh, we'll give you more details about all of these as we get a little closer. We do plan, they're not on the calendar necessarily, but they will be uh, sprinkled throughout the year. Some NOAA activities, this NOAA stands for Not Old at Heart, anybody 55 and older is invited to those. So we have luncheons every once in a while, some outings that uh, we have done in the past, um, and uh, we'll, we'll look forward to doing a couple of those this year, and then some gap activities as well. This is for those who are gracefully aging people. In case you were always wondering what that meant, here it is, gracefully aging. I guess I'm gracefully aging. Some of us are more gracefully than others, right? Uh, but uh, anybody from 30 to 55 and uh, having some activities as well. Uh, there'll also be some college and career activities that we want to get going as well. That's not on the list here, but those we kind of want to just have some opportunities for each age category to uh, fellowship. And we're going to be having some sports and fellowship nights, uh, Sunday night after church. So whenever you see snack, that stands for Sunday night after church. So it'll be, uh, we just did one uh, less than a month ago over in the fellowship hall, hockey tournament introduced Cornerstone Baptist Church to hockey. And some of you have some super great skill. And uh, maybe if, if scouts were here, I mean, they would be like, hey, can you play for us? I think Jezzy is a future NHL goalie. I mean, she just, she just was a, she was a wall. I mean, she was, you couldn't get anything past her. Uh, but we'll do some of those sports. It won't be hockey next time, but uh, there'll be a few of those throughout the year uh, where we'll enjoy some competition and some recreation over there, some uh, opportunity to fellowship a little bit after church, and uh, that's always a fun time. Uh, we'll be having a couple's banquet in February. We'll be talking to you more about that in the next uh, week or two uh, with details on that. And then there's a couple's retreat in Branson. And uh, there is actually a flyer in your packet. And for the married couples, if you want to go ahead and just look at this very briefly here. Um, this is hosted by uh, Living United Baptist Church, or United Baptist Church, sorry, in uh, Springfield, Missouri, uh, Pastor Steve Brudnick, and uh, they host a pastor's retreat in December, and my wife and I went, and we wanted to kind of check it out before we said, hey, let's take and offer this to our whole um, church family. Um, so they host a special pastor's retreat in December, then they host a couple's retreat in February, 
And so we really had a great time. We really enjoyed the program and how well they did everything. And so we're going to uh, offer this and, and say, hey, whoever would like to go to this, uh, let's go. My wife and I are going to uh, try to go to this. Um, it is a little spendy for one night. It's $235 per couple. Uh, but it's a beautiful uh, place to go. And uh, you're going to be hearing some great teaching and getting some great content and being challenged and encouraged in your marriage and having the opportunity then to also fellowship with other couples um, as well. And so you can kind of look here and see some of the sessions that we're going to be uh, hearing. And then the dates are February 18 and 19. It's a Friday night or yeah, Friday and Saturday. So one night uh, over in Branson and we'll be staying at the Chateau on the Lake. And so it's uh, really kind of a nice place, very romantic and uh, we'll enjoy that. So this is for you. We'll be kind of having sign-up sheets um, and uh, figuring out who's all going, but uh, that is coming up. Um, then we'll be having youth activities throughout the year like we have always been doing, um, including teen camp in June. And to tell us more about teen camp, I'm going to invite Brother Blake to come on up and share with us about teen camp. Brother Blake. You guys, but I get excited hearing about all these things. But one of the things I get most excited about is teen camp. I love teen camp. This past year, we went to Branson. Uh, there's some pictures up here. We uh, rented out a place. It was just our teens. Uh, we got to go to Silver Dollar City. We got to rent some jet boats and went skiing, um, tubing, not skiing. They're not good enough for that. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Uh, we went tubing. It was a lot of fun. But this year, we're going to do something a little different. Um, there's a There's a... There's a camp called Oklahoma Baptist Youth Camp. Um, this year it's June 6th through June 10th. And this camp is put on by um, two churches. Uh, it's Eastland Baptist Church and Central Baptist Church in Ponca City. Uh, these two churches, they do youth rallies every year. We go to both of their youth rallies every year and they do an excellent job. Um, and, and truth be told, one of the things that's most encouraging about their youth rallies and why I'm excited about going to camp with them is because they put the priority where it matters, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's on God. Okay. Number one, when you go to their youth rally, it's about the preaching. It's about being in the service. It's about making the right decisions, but they also like to have fun, which is a good plus too. Okay. So I'm really excited about it. This is a, it's a camp. Um, they go to a camp in Stewart, Oklahoma. So it's only a two hour drive. Okay, so I told, I told one of the teens, it's only two hours away. And they were like, oh, man. <laughs> I love the van ride. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> but I guess they don't have to drive and have screaming kids behind them the whole time driving. So it's a two-hour drive. So for parents, just know that. But we are really excited about their, this camp that they hosted at has a lot of things to do. Um, they've got zip lines. They have a lake. And on that lake, I don't know, anybody ever been on a blob? Nobody knows what a blob is? It's like I this do. big inflatable. Yeah. You go out to the very end of it, and you get the biggest person you can find, and they jump onto the other end. And their weight going down onto the blob sends you flying in the air. It's a lot of fun. They got rock walls. They've got all sorts of things. It, it is going to be a lot of fun. That is all I have about Amen. June 6th through 10th. Amen. Yeah, we're excited about that, and uh, I hope you teens are as well. And uh, I'm not sure who's preaching. You, do you they don't know yet. They don't know yet. Um, so 
but it'll be good, and I hope you guys can go. It'll be a blast. And it is only two hours away, so uh, that will probably put uh, comfort some parents and uh, be a little more bu bummer to the teens, but um, those road trips are kind of fun. I, I get it. Um, okay, so that's, that's what we're doing with the teens this year and a lot of other special activities throughout the year as well. Um, the juniors, the, the, the children are going to be going to uh, junior camp again uh, in July, July 18 through 22 in Eufaula, and uh, that's in your uh, calendar. And so uh, this is for anybody, I think, going into third grade through the seventh grade. I think that's the grades for that. And so um, we'll be giving you more information about that, an opportunity for them to go and make some great decisions. Uh, my wife and I went this past year and, and uh, enjoyed the time with those uh, children and made some good memories with them. And then uh, one other day that's always kind of fun that we started a couple years ago, and that is Old Fashioned Sunday in October, and uh, an opportunity for us to fellowship with one another, to dress old-fashioned, uh, to uh, enjoy a meal together, and uh, so that's that's on the calendar again for October, and then uh, throughout the year, whenever there's a fifth Sunday uh, fellowship, or fifth Sunday, we'll have that fellowship meal after the morning service, a very brief devotion after that, and no evening service that night. And then we decided this at the end of this year that whenever there's a fifth Sunday, that we would have the children come in and join in that service. And it's kind of just a family service that day. Um, and then that gives whoever's working in junior church a little bit of a breather. Uh, but also just to bring our church back together for one special service. Um, and so that'll be, I think there's a fifth Sunday fellowship coming up at the end of this month. So I know we had the children in today, but we'll do it again at the end of this month and uh, excited about that. And then uh, what's not on your booklet here, but it is in the calendar, and that is at the end of May, we'll be having our Memorial Day picnic, an opportunity for us to fellowship with one another. Uh, we did this, uh, uh, I think, the first Memorial Day I was here, so that was in 2019, and uh, we went over to Buck Thomas Park, had a great time. The other two, uh, we got, I think, got canceled because of um, uh, the weather and, and, and COVID and all of that. But anyway, so we're going to be uh, doing this uh, picnic, Lord willing, on Memorial, the Memorial Day picnic on, uh, what is that, May 30th. And so just some opportunities throughout the year. There's others that we could bring up in here um, that are on the calendar, but opportunities for us to fellowship, get to know one another. So don't be a stranger to one another. Okay, and what's not listed on here is inviting somebody to go out to a meal. Um, maybe you could invite somebody to go to Brahms on a Sunday night where we're not really doing anything afterwards. Maybe you could say, hey, uh, our treat, we're going to Brahms. Or maybe come over to our home for a meal. Um, I would encourage all of us to find somebody in our church that we don't already know super well and uh, develop some fellowship and, and a relationship with them. That's priority number two, because look, if we're, not, if we're not united, we can't really do the other things. See, we need to have our relationship with God right and relationship with one another right, and then we can go and do the other priorities that we're going to be talking about. And so the next priority is on page number four here, and that is continue in community outreach. Uh, Mark 16, 15 tells us to uh, preach the gospel to every creature. Okay, well, you say every creature, does that mean like preaching to dogs? 
Well, if there's ever a dog that needs to be saved and hear the gospel, it's our dog. I mean, she is one bad sinner of a dog. Okay. Uh, obviously, it's not talking to preach, you know, preach to giraffes and things like that. Okay. They don't have a soul. They can't get saved. Um, but the idea is that we go to everybody, rich, poor, speak English, speak whatever language. We preach the gospel to everybody. And that's, that needs to be our, our, our focus here. And so here's some things that we have that we're going to try to use this year to get that accomplished. We're going to try to give out 30,000 tracks this year. Now, Blake and I are going to have a hard time doing that by ourselves. You get 15,000, I get 15,000, we call it good. That's, that's a lot for us to do on top of the other things that we have to do. So, guess what we're going to need? Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. We're going to need your help. This is not just a staff goal. This is a church goal. Okay? We need to be united in doing this. I realize that Saturdays are, for some of you, your only day off. I understand that. But God has called us to do this. It's a great commission, not the great suggestion. He didn't just say, hey, if you feel like doing this, if it's comfortable and convenient and fits within your schedule, then do it. It's, it's a priority to him. He, he didn't tell us once, five different times, he's told us to go and get the gospel to those around us. So we're going to need your help. Um, so we have here, you look down a couple more here, we have outreach on Saturday mornings. So just about every Saturday morning, my family and, and, uh, and others come as well. Brother Blake is usually here and, and others come to help us get the gospel out into our community. Um, I, I hate to point her out, but Miss, Miss Karen is, Miss Karen Burney is so faithful in coming on Saturday mornings. I just appreciate her faithfulness. Um, and the Brants as well, and, and others who uh, have come out, and I appreciate that, and I don't want to, this isn't about who's doing it, but I just want to say that, hey, it doesn't just have to be this small little group. Um, you could come too. Um, you're invited to come, okay? But then also we're going to be hosting five all-church prayer and outreach Saturdays. And the dates are listed there on the screen and in your calendar. Um, and when we say all-church, I mean all-church. Because it's usually before something pretty big. Okay, Now, February 5th, it's not before anything big, but it's been a while since we, we've been kind of with family in the holidays and kind of resting and vacation and some of us have been sick and well let's let's take this one Saturday and and, and get out there and, and and give an hour to putting flyers on doors with the gospel on them. Can we do that? April sixteenth is the day before Easter. And we're gonna need your help getting the word out about our Easter services. June uh, and we may actually move June to be right before vacation Bible school. Uh, I'm not sure yet exactly, so that may end up changing that date there. But we're going to be, you know, trying to get the word out about Vacation Bible School. Again, can Blake and I do it all? 
Uh, we really can't. Uh, we, we need you. Uh, we need to work together. We need to be united in this. And then uh, September and December uh, are other days as well that we have picked out. So five all-church prayer and outreach Saturdays. We always have a little bit of, you know, we always have donuts and coffee, you know, because um, we're Baptists. And uh, then we uh, gather together for prayer and, and a, just a little short challenge, and then we head out. And so we could sure use your help on that. We're also going to be doing some uh, intentional advertising on social media. That's not the only thing we're going to be doing. Uh, Facebook can't build our church and, and, and all that, but that's an, a way for us to get out there. Some of the places um, you know, are no soliciting, and we can't really talk to them, and, and some places are gated. We can't really go into them. But here, uh, through social media, we can get into their, into their homes that way. Okay, so it's not the only thing we're going to do. In fact, the first thing we're going to do and, and what we've focused on is the actual door knocking because that, that, you say, well, it's not really working. I mean, we gave out several thousand flyers last year, and where's all the visitors? Well, some of them have come. We've had a few visitors. We've had several visitors throughout the year. Um, but, but the issue is not whether it works or not and how effective it is. The issue is God's called us to go and preach the gospel to every creature. Door knocking every door in your community is a way to make sure that you are obe obeying that command. And so the issue is not the results. The issue is obedience. And so that's what we're going to work on this year. There's, um, we started last year a new move-in ministry as we have a list that we uh, subscribe to that tells us the different people who move into the area. And then we uh, pick the ones who are moving from a far distance away. I mean, if they're moving across the street, they already kind of know about us or maybe do. But those who are moving to a new area uh, from way out of the area, out of state, whatnot, uh, you guys might be on this list. Uh, McMillan's might be. But uh, we would uh, go by and, and, and deliver a little packet to their door and just invite them to church as they're new in the area. We're going to continue that. And then host several uh, outreaches this year, community outreaches. We'll have Easter in April. Uh, that's traditionally been a pretty good outreach for us as far as results go. Um, as far as attendance goes, that is... Uh, a big outreach for us, and so we're going to be doing that. Then we'll be having VBS in June, um, and that really was a big blessing this year when we did the uh, carnival on the Wednesday. That was well attended and an opportunity for the gospel to go out in a, to a large number of people in our community. So the VBS will continue on with that. Uh, National Night Out was something new for us this year. Or back in 2021, and it was outstanding to be able to give um, hundreds and hundreds of tracks, and they came to us, and it was wonderful. We didn't have to go to them. They came to us. There was not door knocking. We were just there and giving cotton candy away and uh, painting faces. I wasn't doing that. You're welcome. Um, the community thanks me for not doing that, but we were also doing balloon animals and uh, games, giving away candy, and all that stuff, but we also gave out a bag that was branded and had a tract in it. So uh, we'll we'll do that again in August. I think it's August second is when that day is, and uh, we'll we'll be a part of that. 
And then our, our youth rally, we did our very first youth rally last year, and it was outstanding. Uh, we're going to do it again this year, and we've asked uh, Pastor Jerry Ross, who's written several books for teenagers and is a faithful pastor, uh, to come and be our preacher this year, and he's agreed to do that. And so we'll, uh, we'll get the word out of, again. And for those who didn't help this year, um, you need to come and help because it's an awesome day to be a part of. And uh, it was just outstanding. Uh, Brother and Mrs. Rupel did a great job uh, leading that up and organizing all the helpers. And uh, it just went, uh, was a wonderful day. And I'm, I'm excited about this year's a youth rally. Um, and then uh, Christmas in December is always a, always a good outreach too, and we want to uh, remember to uh, be involved in that um, because Christmas people are thinking about that. So here's some ways in which we can, as a church family, uh, fulfill God's commission for us to go and evangelize the sinners. All right. Priority number four has to do with this. It's close to priority number three. It's, it's almost... 3, 3B, and that is to continue in world outreach, reaching the world with the gospel, because God's not just called us to reach our own Jerusalem. He's also called us to reach the uttermost parts of the earth, and that's found in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8. It says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So it's not just like, hey, we've got, we're, we're doing all our community outreach and the rest of the world, well, hopefully somebody will reach them. No, we're responsible to not just reach us and more, we're also responsible, responsible to reach uh, the uttermost part of the earth. And so we do that through our missions, uh, missions program, missions family, and so here's how we're going to accomplish this. I host various missionaries on furlough and deputation. And we have a couple of them listed, but then we've added a couple more since this has been printed. So we'll tell you about them when, when we get closer to it. But uh, we've got some missionaries coming on deputation. We've got, like I said, le- next Sunday night, we have uh, a church planner in uh, Riverside. And then we have a couple missionaries coming on furlough that are going to be with us a little bit later on this uh, this first quarter. Um, and then as the year goes on, that'll, that'll change. Um, but uh, we really do want to try to have these missionaries in and have that emphasis in our minds regarding missions. Okay. And then uh, also to read a missionary letter on Wednesday nights. We've been doing that. We want to continue on with that. But this one's new. We're going to be hosting a three-day missions conference in November. All right. So we've been having missions emphasis Sundays for the last couple years, but this year we're going to be doing a missions conference. Okay, the dates on it are November 11 through 13. Okay, if you look at your calendar or this little dealio here, you'll notice that that is a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So here's what we're going to do, and the, the theme of it is around the corner, around the world. Because we're um, I'm excited about our preacher for that. I've asked uh, Pastor Dwight Tomlinson, my, my pastor, who was with us a couple uh, or a month ago or so. He's going to come back and, and preach this for us. And we're going to have, so we're going to have a service on Friday night. And then on Saturday morning, we're going to have 
a breakfast with a challenge, and then we're going to go out into our community as a church family. So we're going to go around the corner uh, that morning on Saturday morning. And so it'll be Friday night, Saturday morning only, and then Sunday, the regular service schedule. And we'll end on Sunday night with probably a international banquet because who doesn't love food? I'm looking at a church that loves food. Okay, so we'll we'll finish that up and then take our faith promise missions uh, commitments that night. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. It's normally the first missions conference we did was Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday morning, and then all day Sunday. This year it's going to be a little more abbreviated: um, Friday night, Saturday morning, and then all day Sunday. All right. So that's the plan for that, and I'm excited about it. I think it'll be helpful for us to have a little bit more than just one Sunday, one service, or two services on it, that we give a little bit more time to uh, learning about our missionaries. And then uh, I'm hoping and praying that we're able to take on three new missionary families for financial support. Um, because there has been some who have come off the field for one reason or another, and uh, we want to... Make sure that uh, there's a lot of people. I get a ton of calls and people wanting to come and present. And so I think if we were able to take on three new missionary families this year, that would be wonderful. We'll continue the missionary story of Jim Elliott on Sunday nights. I know it's been a little while. There's a lot of breaks in between that. But I do want to finish that book, and uh, that's the plan this year. And then uh, we have a missions committee, and I would like to grow our missions committee by two members and uh, we do have a missions committee meeting this Thursday. So maybe we could do and accomplish this goal this week. So if you're here and you go, you know, I really do care about missionaries and I want to learn more about them, why don't you come this Wednesday night and uh, give a couple hours uh, to learning about our missionaries and praying for them. We make some financial decisions in there regarding our missionaries, and, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really neat time together. So... Um, if you're interested in that, um, we have, uh, I would say maybe anybody over 13 can be a part of it. So, um, that is continuing in world outreach. Let's wrap this up with the last priority here. It's not that it's not important, um, but it's campus improvement. Okay. I want to read a passage in second Chronicles very quickly here, Second Chronicles, and I do want to wrap this up. Thank you for listening. I know this is a longer presentation than normal, um, but uh, I think that these things are very helpful for us to have uh, an understanding and, and a little explanation uh, regarding Second Chronicles chapter 34 and verse number 8. Here, uh, Josiah just becomes king eight years ago, and he's now 16 years old. In verse number 8, now in the 8, I'm sorry, He's not 16. He's uh, 18 plus 8 is... Thank you. So he's 26 years old. Now in the 18th year of his reign, when he had purged the land of the house, he sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, and Messiah, the governor of the city, and Joah, the son of Johaz, the recorder, to repair the house of the Lord his God. In verse number 2. Verse number 10, and they put it in the hand of the workmen that had the oversight of the house of the Lord, and they gave it to the workmen that wrought in the house of the Lord to repair and to amend the house. 
even to the artificers and builders they gave they it to buy hewn stone and timber for couplings and to floor the houses which the kings of Judah had destroyed. And the men did the work faithfully, and the overseers of them uh, had all names. And I'm not going to read all their names. Uh, but, the, but the point is that um, Josiah, the, the temple there had really come and fallen apart a little bit. And uh, Josiah said, hey, we've got, to, we've got to do some renovations. We've got to remodel. We've got to get this place looking up, uh, looking nice again. This is the house of the Lord. Okay? God's given us a tremendous campus. I mean, quite a bit of land um, and two wonderful buildings that God's given us. And so we want to uh, take care of them and try to improve uh, this year. Last year, we did significant campus improvements with two major things we did last year, we repaved the parking lot. Uh, that was a long time coming. And then we also placed a steeple on top of this building to signify to this community that we are not a doctor's office, we are a church. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm, I'm thankful for that because some people, one, one person told me that. They're like, I always thought that was a doctor's office. I'm like, no, it's a church. <laughs> I mean... You know, I haven't gotten my doctorate yet, but anyway, I don't plan to. Um, so here's a couple things that I wanted to, uh, to focus on this year. Um, to do new paint and flooring in the fellowship hallway, or fo fellowship hall entryway. And uh, there's a little parenthesis there. It's done. Did you all notice that? Okay. We just wanted to do that as a surprise, as a Vision Sunday surprise for you. Um, it was something that I was thinking we really need to get done. It, that, that carpet was starting to look a little worn. And, uh, well, we could have put carpet there, but we thought something a little more durable that won't stain like carpet would. And so um, uh, Brother Blake, I kind of put him in charge of it, and he did a great job making it happen. And uh, that is looks super nice. Well, we put a new paint color there, and uh, compared to the current or the previous color, it, it makes that other color look pretty, pretty yellow. And so what we would like to do, the next one is to do new paint in the main area of the Fellowship Hall and to kind of carry that same paint color throughout with the exception of the mural wall. Um, I love that mural that says preaching and teaching the word of the Lord. I love that, and that's going to stay so long as I'm here. Um, I know it may look a little old-fashioned and archaic, but that's our purpose as a church. Um, and I want to keep that as a reminder that that's who we are and that's what we need to do. So uh, we'll probably paint that wall and match the white color that's on that wall, but then we'll carry the, the gray that we did the hallway over to the rest of the um, fellowship hall. And uh, I'd like my, I would love to see that done before we have our preacher's meeting here. Kind of as a deadline, as a goal. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to guarantee that, but that's, that's what I would like to see happen. We've talked about building a bridge from the overflow, overflow parking across the creek. I would like to see that accomplished this year. Uh, we did expand our parking lot, but then the Lord expanded our attendance. <laughs> And so I uh, appreciate those who are able to park across the creek, uh, but we want to try to make it a little safer and more convenient for people to get from over there to over here. 
uh, without having to walk uh, around in traffic or uh, through the grass on wet days uh, like, um, I guess today was a little bit, the, the grass was a little bit wet, but anyway, we like to get that done. And then we've mentioned uh, this auditorium and uh, expanding it. Um, we're, we're still working through that, and so we're uh, going to continue seeking the Lord for wisdom regarding our auditorium expansion and remodel needs. Uh, we're still kind of thinking about that and praying about that and what the, the next step is for us. Um, and so pray for uh, the deacons and the board and myself to have wisdom in that area because I think we need to at least start working towards something very soon uh, because uh, it does seem like the Lord is growing our attendance and we want to be able to accommodate that without having to go to double services. I know we could just do that. A lot of churches do, uh, but I am against that 100% because we need to have unity in this church, and that breaks that down quite a bit. So I really am committed to just not doing, not to mention, that's a lot of work. Not just for me. I'm preaching the same message. uh, But for everybody else who's doing music, and it just is a lot And again, it creates these two churches, the early service and the later service. Look, uh, we're we're one church, and I want to stay that way. Um, So wisdom is what we need uh, for all of that, and uh, that's the big announcement I have for that, is just to keep praying for wisdom as we uh, continue on uh, following the Lord. And we'll trust the Lord's... You know, in, uh, in Acts chapter, let me see if I can find it. I don't have it in my notes here. I'm going to see if I can find it real quick. I think I can. It's in Acts chapter something. Okay, Acts chapter number 2 in verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So... I remember it was Jesus who said, you need to go build the church. That's not what he said, is it? He said, I will build my church. So, um, you know, with this remodel situation and, and our current scenario, the Lord knows about it. And the Lord's going to deal with it and and uh, meet our needs as, as he sees fit. He'll bring people, regardless of how packed we are, how busy and packed our uh, parking lot is. He, he's not limited by any of that. Certainly, humanly speaking, it'd be nice to have a larger parking lot, larger auditorium. But, but we don't have to have that for God to work. Okay? God is not limited by the size of our auditorium or the size of our parking lot. God is bigger than that. And so with that being said, uh, we'll just trust the Lord this year and, and uh, let's continue in these five areas, these five priorities. Uh, thank you for listening tonight. Um, let's see, what do we have on the order of service after this? A song, Take My Life and Let It Be. Uh, let's sing that together um, as they kind of prepare for that. Let's have a word of prayer and then uh, we'll sing this song and then we'll be dismissed. Lord, we do thank you for uh, your love for us, and and God, as we just went through a lot of things, a lot of details, um, Lord, we are looking forward to 
really all of it. It's going to be an exciting year. Um, But Father, I pray you'd help us to first and foremost focus on that spiritual growth in our individual lives. Lord, the, the activities and the events are wonderful, but if we don't grow in our relationship with you, it's somewhat meaningless. So Lord, help us each Uh, to really grow and to be closer to you as we meet together next year for Vision Sunday. May we be much closer to you than we are right now, uh, each of us. And uh, and I pray, Lord, that you would help us to uh, reach out into our communities this year and uh, and to reach this world with the gospel of Christ as well um, through our missionaries. And we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. One, one more quick announcement uh, that's not in the booklet here before we sing, and that is um, maybe you've noticed that uh, Brother Jacob has been hanging around here a little bit. And uh, maybe you thought, hey, I thought he went to go work at a different church. He did. But the Lord has sovereignly brought him back here. And uh, I am thankful for that. And he's back here perhaps temporarily. Um, He's actively looking for another ministry to serve in, and uh, at this point, um, I wish we can say, well, why don't you just stay here for the rest of your life until the Lord comes back, but at this point, uh, that's not on the table, but it could be down the road. Um, so, for the time being, Jacob is here until the Lord directs. Now, he's going to tentatively be here until the end of summer, unless in the meantime, uh, the Lord directs something else or opens another door for him, um, which he's put out some applications and there's some uh, people knocking on that door. And so I understand. And, and, uh, but in the meantime, uh, we get Brother Jacob here. And, and so make sure you love on him. And, uh, and uh, he, he's a blessing and I'm glad to have him home for a little while, and we'll see how long it is. It could be a long-term scenario. It it really could be, but uh, we'll just see how the Lord directs it all. Um, But that's uh, why he's home, and I'm glad that he is. All right, well, let's sing uh, Take My Life and Let It Be. The words will be on the screen this evening. 